Welcome to the Ross Weekly, where we present to you the latest happenings and upcomings in the Ross community, paired this week with a brief dive into one of Michigan Ross's biggest traditions, M-Trek. Uh, I think this is going to be a really fun episode. I'm one of your hosts, Eduardo Raymond, and hosting here with me today, I have Alex Perez-Garcia and Shobit Shekar. Thanks, Eduardo. Um, happy to be making my Ross Weekly debut. Um, this is Alex, and today we have a few of our awesome classmates and members of the MTrek board joining us today. Ryan Sharpstein, who's MTrek president, and Tori Hoyschneider, who is MTrek's VP of Marketing. Welcome. Well, before we get started, we want to do a quick check-in on some of the recent and upcoming events and happenings. Uh, Showbit, can you get us started on what's going on this week and that people should know about? Thanks, Alex. This is Showbit, and this is also my debut on the BBU. I'll get right on to the events, upcoming events in the coming week. For Tuesday, September 20th, we we need to update your voter registration or unsure if you're registered in Michigan, have a question about how, when, or where to vote this year. Stop by the Ross voter registration table in the Winter Garden between 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Election day is November 28th, November 8th, folks, sorry. Voter registration at Ross is supported by the MBA Council and the Ginsburg Center. Find more information about voting at a UM student at govote.umich.edu. And next, on Thursday, September 22nd, join the cycling club at Ross for a ladies-only ride on Thursday night for a 10 to 15-mile long route. All who identify as women are welcome. Next, on September 23rd, we have two big events. First, Brasa is hosting its annual barbecue. Would you like to experience Brazilian culture, food, and party style? Join the Brasa Barbecue, one of the best NDA events from 12.30 to 6.30 p.m. at Burns Park. Come try Caiprihenna's Picana, arguably the best and most popular cut of beef in Brazil, veggie options, and some sides, farofa, vinaigrette, and garlic bread. Next, but not least, is Wolverine Wine Club. It's hosting its rosé all day. Join your friends and favorite alumni, it's homecoming week after all, and make some new ones, sipping wine and enjoying the great outdoors at Southeast Area Park. On Saturday, September 24th, your Michigan Wolverines face, face the Maryland Terrapins in the big house at noon. And finally, on Sunday, September 25th, join the Auto and Mobility Club as they go to the largest auto show in the U.S., North American International Auto Show in Detroit. The cycling club, together with Mason Brew, is hosting a ride to brewery. Alex? Thanks, Shobit. As always, you can find more info on almost all these events on campus groups. So before we move on, let's just get a quick word from today's sponsor, the General Management Club, um, on this year's General Management Conference. The General Management Club, GMC, caters to students interested in pursuing career paths that are cross-functional in nature and provide a fast track to leadership positions. The club focuses on post-MBA entry points that provide for accelerated career growth in organizations. The annual conference at Ross will be held on September 29th and 30th, headlined by a keynote speech from Lal Karsambai, current CEO of Emerson and a University of Michigan alum. Go Blue. Representatives from a number of companies will be looking to meet and recruit both MBA 1s and MBA 2s. Please register for day one and day two of the conference today. Awesome. Thank you, Alex and, and Shobit. You both are naturals. Uh, now we'd love to welcome our hosts uh, to the podcast. Before we dive into MTrek, we love hearing uh, the remarkable backgrounds of, of fellow classmates. So if you could briefly share where you're from, what you did before coming to Ross, uh, and what you're involved in at Ross, and what you're hoping to do after. Uh, Tori, if we could get started with you. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Eduardo, for having us. So my name is Tori Hoyschneider. I am originally from Manchester, New Hampshire, which is about an hour north of Boston. Prior to Ross, I had too many careers. I first was in sales at Athena Health, a healthcare IT company in Boston. And then I got a master's in biomedical engineering from Columbia University. 
and spent two and a half years doing research and development work at Mass General Hospital building imaging systems um, for medical applications. And after Ross, I am currently recruiting for consulting. So we'll, we'll see how that goes this month. Good luck. Ryan, what about you? Yeah. Um, so my name is Ryan Sharpstein. I'm a third year here at UM. I'm in the JD MBA program. So both at Michigan Ross and in the law school. And this is my third of four years um, in the program. Um, do a number of things <clears throat> at both the law school and Ross. Amtrak, obviously being one of them, um, born and raised in upstate New York, basically the same distance we are here in Ann Arbor to Canada, uh, but on the New York side. Um, and like Tori, also had too many careers pre my time coming to Michigan. I um, started my uh, career out of undergrad in the federal government um, in D.C., and then I spent a couple of years working in big tech uh, out in Silicon Valley. And um, since I am uh, both in the law school and at Ross, I did law firm recruiting and I'm headed to a law firm uh, in New York City after. Very cool. Congratulations. I am always very impressed um, by, you know, uh, everyone that, that we get to share this this MBA experience with. Um, Alex and, and Shobit, your new MBA ones here, um, you know, welcome. And if you would also, you know, not mind introducing yourselves briefly as well. Alex, if we could get started with you. Yeah, happy to. Um, Alex Perez Garcia, I'm a dual degree candidate at the Master of, uh, at the Ford School, so getting my Master of Public Policy and my MBA at Ross. Um, before Ross, I uh, spent the last um, 10-ish years in Chicago, um, working in the nonprofit and philanthropy sector. Um, and that's actually kind of I, I do claim Chicago as where I'm from, but before that, I grew up mostly in Texas. Um, and what I'm involved in at Ross is uh, one, uh, BBU, so the podcast, um, in addition to Consulting Club and then the Healthcare Club. Um, and I'm hoping to pivot into healthcare or consulting after um, Ross. Very cool. Shobit, what about yourself? Hey everyone, I'm Shobit. I come from India. Prior to Ross, I spent most of my undergrad and work uh, working in Mumbai, which is on the western coast of India. But I'm originally, my hometown is on the eastern coast of India. And what did I do before Ross? So I worked mostly in the fintech industry, in a, in a firm, in the product and consulting roles. So I have done, I've stayed in a single firm, but done a variety of roles like backend development, uh, product management, implementation consulting, and at Ross, what am I involved in? So beyond the podcast, obviously, I am involved in the tech club, consulting club, and I'm also flirting with the funds. We'll see how that goes this week. And what am I hoping to do after? Mm, tech and consulting, recording for both. We'll see how that pans out. Very cool. Awesome. Awesome to have all of you here. Good luck to our MBA ones with, with recruiting. And yeah, um, now to get started with, with you know, the conversation, um, to kick us off, Ryan, Tori, could you give us your elevator pitch for MTREK and, and why should, you know, a current or a prospective student go on one? Yeah, I can, you know, take a, a whack at what our elevator pitch is. You know, MTREK, I like to say, is Michigan Ross's best tradition. Um, we actually aren't as a board sure how long Amtrak has been happening, um, but essentially, you know, it's an opportunity between the week of orientation and the week of classes starting for incoming MBA ones to hit the road and travel to, you know, some incredible destinations around the world with MBA twos. Um, and it serves as a really, really good, um, you know, exercise in community building. Obviously, folks come to Michigan Ross for a number of different reasons, but I think at the end of the day, one of the main reasons a lot of us chose, you know, uh, Michigan Ross and UMich in general is the emphasis on community. You know, you you bond really strongly with your classmates, um, and Amtrak serves, you know, as an opportunity to jumpstart that in between, you know, or I should say, you know, before classes begin, and you know, folks hit the road. Um, you know, this year to 20 different locations around the globe in years past, you know, there were each each iteration of Amtrak uh, pre the pandemic starting in 2020, 
Um, you know, saw folks go anywhere from Southeast Asia to Northern Africa, all around Europe, Western, Eastern Europe, um, throughout the United States, Canada, Central America, and South America. And, you know, uh, uh, at the end of the day, everyone walks away both having had a lot of fun, again, in an incredible destination, but walking away with some, you know, lifelong friends. Yeah, and to double tap on that and just go a little bit deeper into one aspect. So as Ryan said, it's a mix of MBA twos and MBA ones. So this year, I think it was about half and half on each trip. Um, so it's great because as an MBA one coming in, I know for us, it took us a little bit to meet some MBA twos. Um, that also could have been due to the fact that they were also reacquainting themselves with Ross after being virtual for the previous year. Um, but this is just a great way right off the bat for MBA ones to have like a little mini community within um, the overall Ross community before they even start getting involved with clubs. 100%. I'll vouch for all of those points, having myself gone on an MTrek, but we'll get back to that later. Uh, I have next uh, question for Ryan. Could you expound more on the process of signing up for an MTrek as an incoming MBA one or an MBA two? Yeah. So, and, you know, it will probably look a little different for 2023, just because, you know, our team's biggest goal this past year, you know, Amtrak hadn't really um, existed in the same function or capacity that it did um, for a good three years, just given, you know, the realities of the pandemic, it was canceled. Then um, our uh, Tori, Eduardo and I's first year, you know, we were all, um, we did what was called Camp Amtrak. So everyone went to one location here in the States. Um, so typically what will happen is um, after the new year, uh, the Amtrak board will invite MBA twos to sign up um, and there'll be, you know, kind of a process and how treks, uh, you know, usually it's student generated trek destinations. MBA twos can sign up. Um, but really for MBA incoming MBA ones, what will happen is um, a little after GBR, which is Ross's preview day in April, uh, there'll be communication from the MBA program office and the Amtrak team kind of walking through how folks can sign up, bid on all of the different treks that they're interested in, um, and then sign up and, you know, kind of go through the, the mechanics of the trip payment, et cetera, with the travel agency. Um, but it's, you know, uh, a fairly straightforward sign up process. Um, and again, I, I don't want to speak too, too much just because um, I do kind of envision uh, the next year's board rejiggering things just a little bit um, uh, as we really kind of like fine tune um, Mtrek um, now that we've got it back up and going after the pandemic. Yeah. And this year for MBA twos. So there was kind of like two different signups. The first one was you could sign up as a group to lead a track where you would take on some of the planning involved in where you wanted to go. And then after those treks were narrowed down and decided on by the boards, then there was kind of a, a round of signups for MBA twos to fill in extra spots on those trips. If a group had less than the, I think it was 10 or so members that we wanted. So you could sign up immediately to lead a trek with a group of friends to a destination, or you could sign up as an MBA2 a little bit later once the treks had been decided upon. Again, not sure how they'll do it next year, but that's how we did it this past year. Yep. And we had, um, I think we had about 400 total students and partners travel this year. Wow. And if I, if my math memory breaks down right, I think it was about 150 or so MBA2s slash partners. Um, and, you know, again, coming into Ross during, you know, summer 2021, when there was, you know, uh, I think it was the Delta variant, we really weren't able to travel internationally. Um, what was really nice to see is, um, you know, our team wanted to have Amtrak as open and inclusive to everyone, just because so many folks didn't get from the class of 2023, didn't really get that traditional Amtrak experience. Um given that we were in the uh, at a campsite in the Poconos. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's where we were. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. It was the Amtrak 2021 was a lot of fun, but you know, it, the, the a campsite in the Poconos is a little different than the South of France or Spain or Belize or Peru or wherever it may be. Um, so we'll leave it at that. 
Agreed. That's a, that's a great tee up for my next question because everyone on today's podcast went on an Amtrak this year. Um, Woo. From, I, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I went to uh, Madrid, Spain, um, and also Valencia. Um, and I'm just curious for everyone who can go around the horn um, where did each of you go and um, what, do, what, what do you remember? <laughs> Sure, I can go first. Yeah, so I went on the Belize scuba trek, which was awesome. So we flew into Belize City, and then we took a water taxi over to San Pedro, where a lot of the, it's the second largest barrier reef reef in the world. Um, And, but apparently the, the largest living barrier reef, because I think the one in Australia is not as lively but i am not an oceanographer so i'm gonna stop there um anyway so we we spent sunday through thursday um sorry sunday through wednesday in san pedro and then took the water taxi back to belize city and did some uh trip to some ancient mayan ruins and then um had a fun dinner before we ended up uh, leaving on thursday but during the scuba track we basically there was i mean most of the track I think only six people were scuba certified before then so a Sunday and Monday most of us were getting scuba certified which was really cool so we had little groups of like six of us and we were right in the in the shallow water with all our tanks on getting to understand um, how this all worked and then we ended up doing gosh I want to say like six different dives throughout the course of the week then so many different animals it was super cool we saw dolphins we swam with sharks we saw um oh my gosh lobster we did a night dive saw lobster and eel and the turtles were so cool it was overall it was amazing so uh kudos to vanya justin christian and Liv who planned this because they're all scuba certified and just knew it was going to be an amazing trip and um and it was awesome you can the the inner lawyer or inner to be lawyer in me was uh petrified of the liability <laughs> factors with the scuba track but um it ended and, up having some of the best photos imaginable uh, and everyone ryan sent me ryan sent me daily texts being like is everyone okay is everyone alive like, yes <laughs> so maybe i should have been worried about some of the other trips like greece etc um but so i um helped lead the trip to the south of france uh, so we flew into Nice, which was where we were based the entire week um, and, you know, just kind of uh, perused through the coastline, the French Riviera, um, several, several, several vineyards um, in the countryside. We did a day trip to Monaco. Um, so we went to the Casino Monte Carlo, uh, which was an experience in and of itself. Just, you know, um, <laughs> Bentleys and Bugattis and just the obscenity of wealth that, you know, one day when we're all um, alum of Michigan Ross and being asked to donate, uh, we'll be able to go and spend our money. Um, and we also did a day trip to Saint-Tropez. Um, so similar, just, you know, to get out, enjoy um, the French Riviera. Um, we went to a beach day club. Um, and, you know, it was a spectacular trip. Um, a lot of ABBA, a lot of um, good French wine. Um, we had an incredible group of MBA ones, um, and we really, you know, kind of folded them in and made sure that they were, um, you know, having the time of their lives and getting to know all of us really well. And equally, want to give a shout out to Robin, George, Josh, Bailey, Emily, uh, and Jen, who are my fellow MBA two Trek leaders. Eduardo, you did Peru, right? I did. I was in Lima uh, for the first day and a half. Um, then. We traveled to Cusco, um, went to you know the Machu Picchu and and a couple of other places over there. On the way back, we stopped. Um, a few of us did Rainbow Mountain or um, a few of the Rainbow Mountains, and and then we came back uh, to Lima, 
had uh, an amazing time. I'm um, from South America myself. I'm from Brazil, but I had not been to Peru. Uh, and so I, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. There were a lot of things about it that, that reminded me of Brazil, but it's, it's such a unique country as well. Um, their food is, is amazing, but, you know, I think we, we all really loved just how, um, you know, culturally rich it was and, and, um, the sites as well i'm probably going to forget to shout out someone but my fellow leaders were uh, nick heisig sarah cole laura dyer jick fiestan lynette leon and um abolash parvatina i think we're all um our mba2 leaders it's a good good memory because i know that was a big that was a big it track. was it was a big <laughs> you had the track. biggest track like 26 or 28 we had yeah wow. i think so i think so um 26 belize, is the number i was gonna say belize scuba was also quite big yeah i only shouted out the four who planned it so it was there was also um ben craig my my husband will um gosh i'm blanking it's been like two weeks sammy. colin rayberg <laughs> sammy vitter um who else do we have we had a good i think we had 10 so I might yeah. have missed someone, but I I love you, whoever I missed. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're you're right. We had an abnormally, I think, um, large um, track, especially in terms of of MBA twos. Um, yeah. Also, Bob your pictures were so good, Eduardo. Oh, thank your, you. The Machu Picchu pictures had to be. I mean, they can't be they like were cool, but they were very close. The the llamas <laughs> and the alpacas were really yeah. what what sold them. Um, yeah, it's it's um, quite a sight. And and I will, you know, say really briefly, we were very lucky. I don't know if um, we uh, if, if anyone told you about this, but we were very lucky to go to Machu Picchu because um, on, you know, we were there on Tuesday and Monday night, our tour guide told us that there was going to be a strike in Machu Picchu. My mom had actually told me the week before, like, oh, I've been, you know, seeing some news about these strikes in, um, you know, Machu Picchu. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's not going to happen. Uh, and then, you know, the day before we went to Machu Picchu, our guide told us that, um, you know, there were going to be strikes on Wednesday. Uh, we were going to do the historical site on Tuesday and we were going to, you know, do the hike on Wednesday. And so, um, to, you know, circumvent that we were going to have to wake up a lot earlier on Wednesday. And actually Tuesday afternoon, we find out that, trains were not going to be leaving um aguas calientes which is the city right next to machu picchu on wednesday and so last minute we had to change you know i i when i say we uh it was you know i think the the fine folks over at um b-school travel and and some of the guides and and ryan is smiling um i'm sure he was aware of of, of this as well um and and fortunately we were able to to make it back uh to the city that we had slept in the night before um midway between um you know cusco and aguas calientes and and we were okay but um yeah there there were strikes on on Wednesday and and trains did not leave the city um if we had uh switched things up and and had decided to go on the hike Tuesday and and waited to go to Machu Picchu Wednesday we would have missed out on Machu Picchu um and so i am glad that did not happen because i would have been very bummed um, nothing like international travel yeah, absolutely <laughs> absolutely i was signing the when, waiver i will say those are things that the MTRAC board usually cannot. Uh, or the team was pretty good at solving issues, preventing labor strikes, solving labor strikes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another I don't think another we, takeaway. Sorry, until we get a blue check mark on our Twitter handle, I don't think we're going to be able to at Delta yeah. either. And we got a, <laughs> <Yeah>. couple of, <laughs> got a couple of Delta issues. So. <laughs> yeah. Another takeaway would be listen to mom, Eduardo. Mom listens to mom. Mom knows best. Yeah, mom, if you're listening, um, yeah, you were right. Shobit, <laughs> what about you? Where did you go? Uh, similar to Tori, I also went to Belize, but we were the non scuba, um, I would say more relaxed and more well balanced trek, if I may put it that way. <laughs> Shout out to my trek leaders, Keisha, Mess, Steph, Nia, and Yaz. And uh, we did a lot of things. Uh, I think we our itinerary was flipped compared to Tori's. We started in Belize and then we ended up 
taking the water taxi to San Pedro. Some things that I would want to call out were uh, day one was a good mix of adventure. We did cave tubing and zip lining and other things that we did, a lot more touristy. But my highlight would have been the yard day that we have where so we also snorkeled with nurse sharks, saw snapper turtles near the Belize barrier reef. And one, one funny incident was that we had people on our trek who did not know how to swim, but uh, it was inspiring seeing them beyond their <laughs> comfort zone and going out into the water. Some were particularly concerned, even though you had the jackets, life jackets on and you won't drown, but the drift wasn't minimal. So they were scared yeah. of just drifting apart. So it was fun. Those may, those are some good comic uh, moments. Hmm. After that, uh, one special shout out to our tour guide, Jonathan, who was an angel. There was a lot of uncertainties, but he was a champ and did not let us feel the stress. Very cool. Question. Alex, you were, or, I was going to say, Alex, you did Madrid, right? Yes, I did. How Madrid. was that? It was, it was very relaxing, um, a lot less activity intensive, which is exactly what I was looking for. Um, I hadn't taken a vacation in two years because I'm a dual degree. So this was like very much just like full on vacation mode and meeting people. Um, mm -hmm. So special shout out to Tejas, Aiden and Emilio, who um, were really like the core MBA2 planning team. Um, and so uh, it was a lot of downtime, just eating, walking around the city, um, shopping, or I did a lot of shopping because I like shop <laughs> um but in terms of the activities um one day we did do a bike tour so there was a little bit of activity but it was on bikes so pretty yeah. relaxed um and uh, got a really beautiful video actually and i think that amtrak instagram reshared it of of the city of madrid and just all the beautiful colors and, and culture and everything so so that was really lovely um that same day was followed by a tapas tour which was amazing i Yum. cannot guys the food really is the thing that i miss the most that's why i chose this one i was like i need to eat the best food in the world and so um definitely madrid captured a lot of that um so we did a tapas tour which was amazing lots of wine the mm. wine is also really great too um so the next day we did a wine tasting which was also like a wine tapas kind of thing um and uh did some more of that when we took a high-speed train to Valencia. More tapas, more wine. <laughs> it was kind of like a rinse and repeat each day. Yeah. Um, and uh, the whole thing, um, you know, really capped off with a catamaran cruise, which was interesting. Um, but it was a beautiful uh, sunset cruise, and we got some really beautiful pictures out of that. Um, and, yeah, it was an amazing experience. I met people that I would honestly would have never connected with on campus. It was the, the core group of MBA twos were mostly um, iBanking. It was like the iBanking track. And so given everybody's different interest areas, it was very unlikely we would have ever like reconnected. So it's really great. And when, and when we got, get, got back to campus, like our group still keeps in touch. We have a group me and um, one of the leaders, Tejas, like invited us to his housewarming. And so it's definitely a continued community that I have right now. Awesome. And that's, you know, so exactly what, you know, the whole purpose of Abtrek, which I do want to, you kind of hit on a note that I want to make sure if the folks listening know, you know, when it comes to Amtrak and we all kind of talk about the different activities, the way at least um, in the past and this year, you know, kind of the the different Amtrak shake out is that they're really um, meant to be different. Um, there's like something different for everyone, just in the sense that there are 20 different like geographic locations, so too are there very different tracks. We had folks, obviously, like Tori and her crew, scuba diving every day. Um, we had folks um, doing a lot of hiking. We had folks, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, trekking across glaciers in Iceland. Flip, we had a lot of treks that were, you know, enjoying time on the beach, um, wandering, you know, urban exploring, um, a lot of trips focused on enjoying vineyards from Greece to France to Italy to Spain. Um, a Canadian brewer, uh, actually, I would say the C Canada group did a mix of brewery tours, but also a good amount of hiking um, in the Rockies. Um, so, you know, just in that there are a number of different locations for folks to travel to, 
um, so too is there a different, you know, kind of speed of trip because some folks really like a jam-packed action um, activity after activity after activity type trek. Um, and others, you know, like Alex said, want vacation, want to, you know, wake up, have uh, some breakfast, maybe a glass of wine, have a siesta, maybe have another glass of wine and tapas and see where the night goes. Oh my gosh, we did the siesta every day. And now that we're back on campus, we're like, where's our siesta? <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure we were going to plug this at the end, but just to Ryan's point about different activity levels and stuff, if you go to the Amtrak website, which is uh, mtrek.org, um, basically you can look at all past treks, which is really cool. And it'll show each of the treks. It'll rate the activity level and so that's just one way going forward people can look at that to gauge whether or not the activity levels align with what they're looking for yep yep definitely special shout out to ryan tori and the rest of the mtrek board they put together so many options so all of us got to choose our own adventures essentially thank you and the question that i have so we we talked about you know kind of um all these different destinations and and knowing the different levels of activity there's there's a thing called a mystery m trek right yeah. um who wants to talk about that well if it's a mystery we can't talk about it <laughs> um what I mean, is the I... concept can you can you clue us in into you know um if someone next year that's listening to this podcast right now um signs up for it yeah or just kind of sees you know mystery m trek what what are yeah. they in for so again we don't really know when mystery trek started but it's a long-standing m trek tradition that one of the treks is unbeknownst to everyone and that includes the traveling nba ones um, obviously, the NBA 2s and the Trek board knows where it is, but uh, it's kind of kept in secrecy. Flight tickets are all bought through the travel agency, um, and folks don't really know where they're going. Um, and I, I don't even want to say until they get to DTW, but typically because there's a layover, it's usually kind of at that secondary airport that folks actually find out the true destination. Um, and it has been uh, a wild ride over the years. I know normally it's internationally this year, um, just trying to um, get as many folks who are interested in the mystery trek as possible. Uh, this year's mystery trek was to Puerto Rico, um, which obviously did not require any additional visas. So a good number of folks who might have ran into some visa issues um, were able to, to go on it. And the team, Summer, Michaela, Scott, um uh Brittany um Eliana all you know were phenomenal in keeping the secret all along folks were thinking um Alaska thanks for folks were thinking Hawaii someone said Cuba which we were a little con confused on because you definitely need a visa to get into Cuba <laughs> um but you know the the team found out when they got to Nashville um they were uh, that's where the layover was. So they kind of originally had it like, all right, like have a cowboy hat. And then everyone thought they were going to Nashville, um, which would be a fun trek in and of itself. But then, you know, they headed to Puerto Rico for the week. Um, and again, it's a don't ask me the origins of it, uh, but it's a longstanding Amtrak tradition where, um, you know, there's kind of a spoof packing list that's sent around to really throw folks off. Um and, you know, it's it's not for everyone. Some folks, you know, want to know where they're going. And like me, you have an outfit planned for every day. And <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. And I have to, like, just randomly yeah. throw clothes in a suitcase. I'm probably going to, yes. again, the type A law student in me is <laughs> going to go a bit berserk. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, they uh, did an amazing job this year. So they had some, like, really funny pictures of them all dressed as where's Waldo going yep. through the airport and it's a lot of fun. Yep. Um, and it's, you know, it's something that I hope continues, um, you know, even with camp M Trek in 2021, the team still did an iteration of it where they kind of had their own activities. They had their own packing list. Um, and this year, you know, it was uh, a, a great group went, they had a, an amazing time and, you know, the secret was kept. Um, and that's what, you know, we're happy for. Again, some folks really are up for 
you know, nothing like let's head to the airport and find out where we're going to spend 10 days together. Five days <laughs> together. Sorry, not done. So that actually, you, you teed up um, a great question, Ryan. So um, in 2020, Amtrak didn't happen um, for obvious reasons, but there was this special camp edition of the Amtrak experience for 2021. And so now um, in 2022 and looking forward, what were some of the challenges that the board faced to be able to hold the first international Amtrak in almost three years? And then what were those like problem solving opportunities that you guys um, really faced? Yeah, I think um, at the end of the day, it was just a lack of institutional knowledge. Um, obviously, you know, uh, an MBA is a two-year program. So folks, you know, are only here for a very, very short time. And just the with the length of the pandemic and with Camp Amtrak, you know, la the, the class of 2022 never got a traditional Amtrak experience. So, that, you know, when we first started at the beginning of this year, um, you know, the questions we had for last year's board who ran Camp Amtrak, you know, they truthfully and, you know, they, they just couldn't answer them. And that's just because they, they didn't get to experience Amtrak. They had their own difficulties in getting Camp Amtrak up and running. I think on our end, it was just, you know, uh, relying, relaying, relying, uh, I could speak today, relying on word of mouth memories from, you know, folks in the MBA program office. Um, our travel agency, which is run, or the travel agency this year, was run by two Michigan Ross alum who did do Amtrak during their year. So they were a huge resource, again, just kind of in filling the blanks. And then a lot of it was just, you know, kind of, um, you know, learning as we went. There was no, you know, I feel like in other clubs, you know, some of my other ex you know, experiences in law school and at Ross, you kind of get handed a binder or Google Drive that has everything you need to know. And you just kind of plug and play. We had to create that Google Drive. Um, we had no, this is how you run Amtrak um, type document. Um, so a lot of the time it was Tori, myself and the team on Zoom kind of being like, all right, we know we need to get folks signed up. How? <laughs> and you know, we flood a couple ideas. We kind of coalesce around one. And it's like, all right, we all good this with this course of action? Like, all right, let's do it. Cause you know, again, uh, it was a lot of trial and error. There's a ton of things I think, um, that in hindsight that I think we would tweak to just make it a little bit more efficient, a little bit better. Um, but you know, I can say it was a really, really cool opportunity to get to lead the Amtrak team. Um, could not have done it without the, um, 15 other folks on the board, um, and, you know, again, it, it was uh, a big lift. There was a lot of concern about travel restrictions. Um, you know, a lot of folks, this was their first time traveling internationally in almost two plus years. So, you know, everyone kind of is a little rusty on like dealing with airports and visas and all of this. Um, but, you know, in the end, like I said, we had 400 folks travel around the world. Um, and what makes me most happy is hearing stories about how MBA ones just like instantly clicked with one another, instantly clicked with their MBA2 leaders. And, you know, what I like now uh, seeing is whether it's at Bills, Babs, the bus, uh, you know, or, or at, you know, Ross, you know, I have MBA ones from my South of France trip who are like, oh my God, Ryan, like you got to meet this person who was on the Greece trip or this person who was on the Iceland trip. Like you are totally going to click with them. And, you know, that's the whole purpose of this. Like Tori was saying earlier, it's to, to, build community um, and, and kind of get those webs of connections going and going really strong from the get-go rather than just kind of uh, as they kind of eventually happen throughout the school year, just once we're all, you know, busy day in, day out with schoolwork and recruiting. And Ryan does not get enough credit for what he pulled off this year, plus the operations team. I mean, if you want a specific example, Alex, it was okay, so everybody's ranked their top six tracks. How do we allocate them? And like my tower brain went into, okay, well, we can develop like an optimization model where basically we rank it. And then like some of the officers were like, that is way too complicated. We just need a one, two, three system. And like, you know, but it's like by having everybody on the board kind of contribute, again, we yeah. like got to the, what we thought was the best solution in the time period it was. And 
I know someone had once said that it seems like a black box, but like truthfully, everybody wanted, everybody on the board wanted people to have like the best time on this trip. So everything we did was with, with the, the purest of intentions, I can assure you in trying to figure out, okay, how do we get people on like one of their top three trips? Like, what do we do? Like, and I think there was a a real level of flexibility and adaptability among board members too, because I know like I switched trips, a couple people switched trips. Like we were really trying to make it so that people went to the, the, the trips and had the, the best time possible. So, um, which, which yeah. just to note on something Tori hit, you know, for those listening, if you're, you know, kind of, an, if you are an incoming MBA to Michigan Ross, the way it typically works. And again, we'll see how next year's board decides to do, but um, obviously you've got about 200, 250 plus incoming MBA ones um, and only so many seats on so many uh, treks. Um, so what was done in the past and what we did this year is, you know, essentially when you sign up for Amtrak, you uh, rank your top, you know, X number this year, we said six treks. Just that way, you know, you know, if, if not every, like the first come, we didn't want to do what first come, first serve type thing. Um, you know, by having everyone rank their six treks, you know, we we 100% said, you know, we are not going to send anyone to a trek that they don't rank. So you're going somewhere you want to go, one. And then, as Tori mentioned, the team, as they went through and kind of uh, slated folks to different treks, kept in mind, I think we didn't have anyone do a trip that wasn't their top three um, and really kind of focused on top one, top two. But then, you know, we took into account... Uh, there was like a short questionnaire when folks signed up. So we kind of took into account folks work history, folks uh, recruiting plans where um, folks had grown up, where they went to undergrad, just general interests. So that way we could build uh, really diverse and really inclusive teams, um, you know, which was a, a commitment of our team to Michigan Ross is overarching commitment to DEI. Um uh, but no, uh, it was uh, a great opportunity to get folks to go to where they wanted to go. Um, so yeah, wanted, just wanted to plug that bit. Thanks, Ryan and Tori. There was clearly a lot of thought put behind uh, into making sure people went into their desired M-tracks and had the time of their lives. And now that makes for a great segue for my next question. Essentially, for the MBA2s who had their last M-track this year, if you had one more year to go on one more Amtrak, what is one location where you wish you could have also gone to? I'll say because I graduate in 2024, I don't have to answer this question. <laughs> I get, I get, wow. I get wow. another Amtrak. Um, so one more I'm year for Ryan. Yeah. Happy for Ryan. I will not be serving as Amtrak president, but I will be. Uh, <laughs> I will for sh- I will very likely be a leading another Amtrak um, yeah. summer 2023. Tori, Eduardo, oh, where, where would you want to go? Question. So honestly, I think what ended up being so great this year is I I did not set out to go on Belize Scuba, and then a couple friends of mine said, you know, this sounds like a great trick trip. Um, you should you should join, and so pivoted, and it was amazing. So I I with that in mind, I think having an open mind actually yeah. served very well. Um, I had wanted to do something that was cycling heavy. And so if I could do one more year, I would love a couple of years back, they did a cycling trip through France, France. I think through like Bordeaux. Yeah, the Tour de France trip. We didn't have it this year. But I personally would have would love to do that one. I, I actually might do it after I graduate and convince like my family to do it with me. So the graveyard, the graveyard of treks that never happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um man for me i think mtrek was really just a you know um i i feel like i have to say that it was really one of the big draws for me um for um coming to ross and i and i was really excited to, to be able to go to i don't know somewhere that i wouldn't usually have the chance right and and i think i i you know peru even though it was you know south america and i was reasonably close uh for for most of my life i i had never been there and um it wasn't somewhere where i you know uh was really planning on on going um 
in the future and i thought this would be uh, a really great opportunity to go there with with a big group from from the nba and um you know i i i think i also really appreciate being outdoors and, and seeing some sights and and peru had a, a you know a little bit of, of both it had the outdoors in cusco but it also had a big city in in lima right and and so that was something that that was exciting to me I think one Amtrak that I uh, thought was really cool and is a place that I um, am hoping to, to go one day um, is Banff. Mm. Um, Banff looks um, just amazing from, from all the pictures um, that, that I've seen online and from, from people that I know that went um, there. And, and so that is, um, you know, somewhere where I'll definitely be going sometime in the future, but um, unfortunately not uh, with, with an M-Trek. But um, a question that I have for the NBA ones here as well, hosting Alex and, and Shobit, you will have, you know, if you want, an, the opportunity to lead an M-Trek next year. Any idea on, you know, where you'd maybe want to go? Let's see. I had a lot of fun in Belize, but I want to explore more options. So uh, before coming to Ross, I had a chat with the Ross alum. He, I think, graduated in early 2010s. And he told me a story about his time trek where he went to Japan. Mm. And uh, this year, we didn't have any options in Asia. So maybe Japan or something else in East Asia. Maybe I'd lead a, like to lead a trek there. And it would be the first time for me as well. That's awesome. Yeah, that's similar. Um, I was thinking about places where I would want to go, um, thinking about, uh, yeah, Japan or Dubai, Bali, you know, again, very much chill kind of Trek vibe <laughs> to keep on that route. Um, also, I, I know that there were a lot of domestic trips as well. Um, and I'm trying to go to all the national parks. Um, so maybe a national park trek, I don't know, maybe Grand Canyon, Arcadia, somewhere in Alaska. I'm not sure. So that that could be another option for me. Alaska was actually on my list when oh. we were planning leading, a tr when we were leading a trek. So yep. um, Ben Craig and I were gonna, we were submitting a trek together and we had a, it's it's actually a very daunting process when you go to submit treks that you want to lead because you're like, all right, the options are anywhere in the world. Where do I want? Where do I anywhere want in the world with an asterisk? Anywhere yeah, in the world yeah. with an so, asterisk? Yeah, for this year. But so yeah. we Alaska was actually I think like five or six on our list um, that didn't make the cut. So. I will say, as a Brazilian, I had a lot of people come up to me and ask me like, oh, do you want to? You know why don't you lead a trek to Brazil? I am not chaperoning anyone into Brazil. I do not want that responsibility. <laughs> um, I, I think there's, you know, just an added pressure. If, you know, you're Brazilian, you should know things. Um, and yeah. I, yeah. Eduardo um, will be leading us at the Brasa Barbecue. Yes, I will. Uh, <laughs> you are all invited. Um, and I hope to see everyone there. Cool. Um, lastly, you know, any messages, uh, Ryan, Tori, that, that you'd like to share um, for people listening? Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I think, um, like I said, I just want to say thank you again to the board. And I want to also just again say thank you to the 400 folks that we had travel. Um, you know, like we've said during this interview, this was the first international Amtrak in a good number of years. Um, and there are definitely things that we would tweak, um, in hindsight, but I'm really proud of the team and I, you know, uh, uh, it really brings me a lot of joy that we got 400 folks out to travel around the world. Um, and like folks have said, you're going to meet Michigan Ross alum, um, who are going to still talk about their Amtrak. We're all going to talk about our Amtrak experiences down the road. Um, and that's, you know, what this whole, um, experience is about, um, and, you know, uh, for folks who are listening who are current MBA ones, um, you know, stand by. The plan is to get the board um, uh, ready for handover sometime in October, November. So we'll be in touch um, on that. And if, you know, you're listening to this as a prospective Michigan Ross student or the class of 2025 or beyond, you know, sign up for Amtrak. I can't say, um, you know, not and I say this taking my Amtrak president hat off. I had the time of my life in the south of France. Um, and, you know, even thinking back to Camp Amtrak, 
a couple of the people I sat on the bus with to that campsite in the middle of the Poconos, they're still some of my closest friends. Um, and like everyone kind of said on uh, the call today, you know, a lot of us came to Michigan Ross for different reasons. Mtrek ends up being one of the draws to this really awesome program. Um, and, you know, it really has made a huge, uh, or I should say it really has significantly shaped, you know, the people I call my best friends in this experience. So it's a tough question, but I think I've narrowed it down to three things that I would say. Um, the first one is remember that the goal of this trip is about building community. It's not about checking off all of the trips on your bucket list. You're going to have plenty of time after Ross and a post MBA salary to help you with that bucket list. Um, but really the purpose here is to just build community. So I think in my case, just being open-minded and be, being willing to go on a trip that I like, I never probably would have gone to Belize or even learned how to scuba dive. Um, it ended up being amazing. And lead into number two would just be, this is a really unique opportunity because when you're at Ross day in, day out, it is so crazy. Just there's so many things going on. You have classes, you have recruiting, you have social events, you have clubs. There's just, it's just like really hard to keep up with people. And I think unless you're very intentional about it, you can end up feeling like you have 400 acquaintances, but no real deep friendships. And I think that one of the huge strengths about Amtrak is that you're you know, basically like stranded on, in our case, stranded on an Island with, you know, the same, <laughs> the same 20 people for a week. And so you have the opportunity to go really deep on relationships and talk about things that maybe wouldn't have come up when you're back in Ann Arbor, because, you know, you're just, you're just too busy. So really relish the time that you have and, and build those deep connections. And then the last thing as VP of marketing, I feel like I um, would be remiss if I didn't say this, we will be sending out a survey to all the MBA ones, uh, hopefully tonight. And so please give us your feedback on how your treks went this year, because to Ryan's point, we want to build some institutional knowledge for the board next year um, and keep tweaking this so that it's, you know, the best, the best tradition in business school. So. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Ryan and Tori, for joining us today. This has been another edition of the Ross Weekly, a showcase of the latest happenings and upcomings brought to you by Business Beyond Usual. Today's episode was produced by Alex Perez-Garcia, Shobit Shekhar, and myself, Eduardo Raymond. Executive producers of BBU are Bob Needham, Eugenia Collins, Michaela Terrell, Preston Hill, and Thomas DeClerc. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, go blue. And this has been Business Beyond Usual.